Welcome to episode 39 of Scary Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And boy, what a week it's been, Mr. Ripley. Um, since last week, we had the depressing Bill and Ted into Bill and Ted episode and saw. And it seemed like since then has been an ongoing amount of announcements. I think I tweeted out, like, you know, you could have told us this was going to be an announcement week. And uh, we had slowed down a little bit. We've had some new stuff today. So, man, it's been, uh, it's getting fun now. And we're only, I don't know, like three weeks away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally three weeks away. I mean, Mickey's not so scary starts next week. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it starts today. Oh, today! All right. Yeah, wow. I think it starts today or tomorrow. Like this is the first weekend of Mickey's not so scary. So Halloween is in full swing in the Orlando area. We're seeing props and sets go up, and I think they knew we got to announce these scare zones because we're about to start putting stuff out. Yeah, literally the day they started putting out the trick or treat uh, scare zone, that that literally was about I don't know two or three hours later they actually announced it. Yeah, I, it was. It's nuts. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Now coming on, we're going to talk about all the scare zones that are coming up. We'll break them down uh, later on. We're going to have Tony Lewis, who's the entertainment coordinator last year at Horror Nights. Worked for the company for many years. But if you want to know, I think uh, Chris brings it up in the interview with him. He's one of the uh, guys in a black T-shirt with a glow stick around his neck uh, that uh, really makes things run smoothly. So I think you're going to you're going to want to stay tuned to hear that. Those who really would like to know the behind the scenes and some funny stories that went on last year at Horror Nights and uh, what he's up to now. So stay tuned for that. But Chris, maybe we need to break it down now. Multiple scare, all the scare zones were announced. Also, the um, what else? I feel like there's more. What else? What am I thinking of here? What else? Was uh, announced? Well, Academy of Villains. On- yeah, on on that announcement, there was Academy of Villains, and it's going to be a show called Afterlife. Yeah, any feedback? Or, I mean, I assume it's just sort of a sequelized version. It's going to be another fun dance extravaganza. Yeah, I believe it's an existing uh, dance that they perform elsewhere yeah. that's been, tre- uh, been tweaked to make it unique to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. All right. Well, that's cool. So, you know, that's that's yeah. a fun thing. I'll... Like I'll see it once. I'll be honest. Like I know people. Y'all built it up too much for me last year. You're like, it's the greatest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. It's gonna blow your mind. I sat there. I was like, this is nice. Like I liked it. But I'm like, I'm also very warm sitting here in Orlando. Like I'd like to move, <laughs> and being crushed with a bunch of people, not as fun. Uh, but a bunch of other things were announced, including all of the scare zones this year, and uh, they're all kind of cool. Like I, I put it out, and I know I got some flack online. Like I am all about this group of scare zones yeah they they uh, quite a while ago i think they made a conscious decision to sort of um consolidate the scare zones more so instead of having lots of them through the park just have a small number but have very highly detailed highly themed scare zones and the ones that they've gone for this year you know much in the tradition of the last couple of years they, they do look really good yeah so let's uh let, let's break them down let's go through them so uh, Trick or Treat's one you mentioned already. We can hit that one hard. Uh, Trick or Treat, obviously a feature film. Same guy that made Krampus, is that right? Yeah, it comes from the Legendary Pictures uh, stable, which is ne- they've got a partnership now with Universal, which previously it was with Warner Brothers. Universal, you know, with their parks work with Warner Brothers quite a lot. So they have a, a sort of a lot of stuff they can mine from, from, from that sort of partnership. So this is probably something that's come from that that was on the back of Krampus. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he was the same director, Michael Doherty, who uh, made Krampus. And I think a lot of us have seen this movie, really enjoy this this horror movie. It's a completely different – it also has a bit of that humor to it. It's not super serious. Uh, I think I was hoping this to be a house. But if, if it's pulled off correctly, it's going to be an awesome scare zone. Yeah. I mean there's no reason why at a later date it could go into a house, you know. Right. I mean, who, yeah, who knows? One day, one day we'll get there. All right. So, trick or treat, I say A plus. Like, I am, 
I'm all about it. I love the the film. And I'm not a huge horror guy, and I like that movie, and I like the brand. And honestly, I like that it's something that if you're not associated with the movie, if you don't know from all the set pieces and everything, it just looks like a scary trick or treat. <laughs> you know, yeah, it looks yeah. like a scary Halloween, like with the neighborhood set up area. And um, I dig it. Like I like that one because again, it's that sort of it's an IP if you know it, and if you and it's kind of weird, it's kind of a little off. You know, people don't necessarily everyone knows it, um, and if you don't know it, it still could be fun and scary at the same time. I. Uh, I dig it. I like that one. One that uh, seems to – you can't kill it, which is funny enough, is uh, is The Purge. Now, The Purge is something yes. we've seen now how many times at Horror Nights? Twice? Three times? Uh, Different iterations? Multiple s- times. Say, yeah, two or three times, maybe four times. I mean, it's uh, Hollywood very often, so yeah. it's something that they've used quite a bit. At least a house, at least one or two scare zones. Um, it was one, though, that I remember from a couple years back really liking. I really liked the scare zone of it because it was uh, – I don't know when that was. When was the Purge scare zone? It was a couple years ago. It was probably three or four Horror Nights ago. Um, but it kind of had that element of survive or die from this year where there was almost a show that was a part of it where the bus would pull up. And um, mm. it was fun. Like I really dug that scare zone uh, back then because it was one you could go grab a drink and sit and kind of enjoy it opposed to just walk through trying not to get scared. And that's something we were seeing more and more with Horror Nights, where they are, it's, it's a Vamp 55 was like that last year, where the scare zones have become a little bit more interactive and less just jump scares. There are clearly some of those, but I like that they mix it up now. That um, And that's something we kind of lost on the RIP tour. We talked about that last, last time, was you kind of ran through them, even if they were sort of the interactive bits. Um, so I don't know. We have no indication on that. But have they said, they've kind of told everyone where these scare zones are, right? Yeah, they, they, they have done. Um, I've got a feeling that this will be back in the New York area where it was uh, previously. It kind of lends itself to that area. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm trying to pull up, see officially it said Trick or Treat. We know where that's going to be if you've seen the photos. It's in like the Central Park area. Uh, the Purge, yeah, Streets of New York. And uh, it'll be fun. Altars of Horror. Now, this one is what I've called uh, the selfie house, <laughs> our selfie zone. This is the one that seems like they were like, what do we got? We got all these other characters. We got these masks already. Let's just uh, let's put them out in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this is a kind of a new thing. I think that if this uh, does well, and I assume it will do, particularly because of the social media factor, like you said, I can see this coming back in different iterations in the in the following years. Yeah, because it's right at the front gate. It's essentially where Chance's zone was last year, and it's uh, if you guys don't know, I know a lot of you do who read this, but. They're saying all, a lot of the larger-than-life characters' features in this year's houses are having their own scare zone. And I feel like that's part of it. Part of it is this is a great spot to quick take your picture and maybe put that camera away and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, I doubt people will, but that's a good option. Uh, I like this idea. I like the concept in general. I think some people will um, will be a little bummed that it's not a specific character. and They don't really mention anything. It seems like they could easily swap stuff out as needed. I kind of wish this was icons or wish this was Horror Nights characters specifically, but you know, it's okay to have, have a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, this, um, I think the only drawback for this one is potentially where it's located because that, that area there can get quite yeah. shoehorned with people sort of pouring in, can't it? Yeah, it can. And thankfully they've kept it away from like, it never seems to be the worst area because it's, it's people are kind of running through it to get to, the first house, but yeah, the fact that you're going to have something where clearly people want to stop and take pictures and hang out, yeah, it can get slammed real quick. Um, 
so maybe take a right <laughs> instead of going <laughs> yeah. straight. Uh, Go this, down Hollywood. Yeah, this one of the original ones is the one I'm probably looking forward to the most, especially after seeing some of the props that were posted the last couple of days online, which is Invasion. Yes. So, yes. Now, this is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, was going to say, this is very much in the uh, vein of the, uh, you know, no pun intended, of the vamp scare zone from right. last year, you know, where it's a, sort of a, a, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like interactive. A, a heavy, yeah, an interactive, heavy genre based uh, scare zone that's completely, you know, unique that they've invented, bringing all the best from the campy horror sci fi of sort of the 50s and the 60s. So, yeah, I love it. This one just seems super fun. Uh, again, not taking itself seriously. If you've seen the pictures of it, and uh, spoilers if you haven't, there's like a big, um, you know, big like you said, a 50s and 60s looking spaceship that's crashed. Uh, you know, filled with aliens. I'm sure you're gonna be able to interact with them, and it just sounds fun. It sounds. I, I'm hoping it, it. It again, like you said, is just a little goofy, and the fact that it's in San Francisco um, lends itself to that as well in that area. Like it, it, it lends itself to the interactivity and to have have fun with it. I. I'm, I'm pumped about these, man. I know, I I know, I may not be in the the fanboy majority, but I I dig it. I think these are all great scare zones. I think we uh, should look at it and go, man. I mean, yeah, we can look at the. We still have one more to go. We could look yeah. at, uh, you know, something like Invasion or or even uh, a IP that we've all wanted, like Trick or Treat. I don't see how you could be unpl- not pleased with this, and and I. I know we've been highly critical this year about the way things have been rolling out and the quiet times and all that. We've been uh, honest with you guys, even if highly critical, as much as we've just been honest with how we're feeling. But I'm also not going to be not honest when I'm excited, and I'm excited about this list. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in years past, you know, they may have had a theme that overrode the whole event that kind of made a lot of the scare zones very, very similar, Yeah. which, you know, a few people moaned about. But when you've got a park like Universal Orlando that is so diverse, that has got these sort of, you know, New York area, San Francisco, Springfield. Um, I think it's good to have incredibly different, diverse scare zones and sort of and just have some, you know, instead of going for quantity, go for quality because, you know, you, you're going to have to with the sheer number of people that want to come to the event now. I couldn't agree um, more. Yeah. So I guess we have one more scare zone to talk about. It's one if you read quickly, like breezed over the press release, it was kind of easy to miss because <laughs> it doesn't have its own like head. Like I just thought it maybe was the theme, but uh seems I am wrong, which it is going to be in the streets of Hollywood in Universal Florida. So where Vamp 55 was last year will be Festival of the Deadliest, an ancient tradition from the depths of where nightmares are born. And to me, this is like the icon. You know, this is what we've seen, it looks like, in the branding of Universal. This is the only teaser trailer so far, other than the commercial we'll get to in a little bit. But this is the only, like, real promotional video they had put out on a specific original idea so far. And this seems to be kind of the characters they've pointed to. And maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me. But is this the characters that they've kind of pointed to in the branding this year? Well, I don't know for sure, but it does appear to be that way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you read it over, I mean, look at, think of what you've been thinking about. Um, the gathering of the most unearthly, hellish terrors have emerged from the darkest corners of despair. And if you look at the videos, it has very similar concepts to what's in that logo. So we clearly don't have an icon this year. And, and yes, that's a bummer, I think, for a lot of people, including myself. But this kind of gives you at least a little bit of that. Flair, if it ties into the marketing and the branding, huh. yeah, uh, yeah, it does. I mean, there's there's rumors that the IP, uh, that the uh, icon was going to be an IP, and that didn't pan out, and that they've gone for something different. 
Um, you know, there's always rumours for all sorts of things, but this this scare zone does appear to be the most heavily themed towards uh, what the mascot, if you like, the yeah. collector, if that is what you want to call him, um, is is for this event. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel very comfortable with what we talked about today. I'm very pleased, and I think we should kick it. I think we should, or go ahead. What? Well, there is one. More, I don't know if it was announced officially or not, but um, there was talk of a of uh, roaming hordes. Oh yes, again. How could I forget the roaming hordes? <laughs> uh, clowns with chainsaws. Clowns with chainsaws, as expected. Uh, That's I all do, I know. <laughs> I do like the concept of them, which I don't really know. I I said this on BLT this week because we were talking about horror nights a little bit. Was I don't know how you can convey this story arc uh, within. Uh, <laughs> A roaming horde of screaming clowns, but the clowns are mad that clowns have become so prevalent in horror and in scaring people in publicity, and they're angry about that. So now they're going to show you really who's boss. I was like, really? Like, how am I going to get that out of? I've seen your roaming hordes. They're just people with chainsaws and different costumes. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a stop and have a conversation with them unless they have protest signs. Uh, I think that it's just a fun story to wrap itself in, but. Nothing that will really materialize. Well, they, I mean, to be honest, they were really popular in HHN 25. Yeah. So, you know, I, I maybe it's guest feedback. Bring back the clowns. Yeah, I think people people like that vibe. It's the reason we see Jack so many times. I'm still waiting for that Jack bus to go on sale. I've, I've been told it's any any uh, any day in early September. I should be able to get mine. Uh, that uh, the amazing folks did. It's awesome. If you haven't seen it, I've shared it multiple times. Uh, but we do have one more bit of news, and I think first let's kick it to the interview, and then we'll come back and talk about that. So let's go and talk to our buddy, Tony Lewis, former entertainment coordinator from last year at Horror Nights, to explain. You've heard about all the scare zones, now you hear about how you run a scare zone and some of the funny stories that came out of it. Now, Chris, we have a very special guest today, a friend of the show for a long time, actually. And uh, somebody, you were talking about all the new Scare Zone announcements we've had. Geez, it feels like the last week we've had just a crazy amount of announcements. But with that, we wanted to give you kind of a peek behind the curtain of somebody who uh, who worked Horror Nights, worked a Scare Zone before, and that is Tony Lewis, who was an entertainment coordinator. Uh, welcome to Scare Zone, finally. Yeah, thank you. Dude, so I want you to kind of give people an idea of what you did at Horror Nights. And this was just back in last year, back on 26, right? Correct, yep. Yeah, so what what was your role and uh, what would people find interesting about this? I think you should walk through it. A lot of people don't understand exactly what goes into this. Well, I mean, for me, it was interesting. Um, when you would come in, we started our rehearsals in early August. So it was crazy to me. It's like coming in and obviously you have all of the, uh, you know, all, all the uh, rumors are coming out. And so like seeing it firsthand from everybody who's creating it was kind of weird for me as like a fan. Yeah. Um, so that that was cool. But uh, it was all like I was basically I would come in. I was the first one there. I would check all the characters in for the uh, New York zone last year. And I was the last one to leave. So I saw everything happen every night. So where were you? Were you positioned within? Oh. And, and, and maybe people don't know. So you're technically you're uh, your entertainment coordinator. And that mm-hmm. is, is is that someone who is assigned per section of the park per scare zone? Is that how it worked? Uh, yeah, what they did is actually uh, for marquee events, I just happened to work Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So they would have a few of us. Um, for my zone specifically, there was five of us. And so they would have us scattered throughout. And if we so choose, we could you know go to a different place during a different night. But we found that we had our spots that we enjoyed most, so we would just stay there. So what was your spot? 
I was right in front of Macy's with the Artifice Group. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's a that's an interesting thing because I don't think we think about that. Like, I just think that that's something that people just assume. Oh, yeah, this characters come out, they do their thing, but it's it's pretty neat. But Chris, uh, I'm sure you got some questions, some some book research. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, so you are you the guys in like the black shirts hanging back with like the like earpieces and things? Correct, with the uh, glow sticks around our neck. <laughs> the glow sticks. <laughs> so, I mean, what are what is your actual? I mean, are you sort of coordinating the scares? Are you coordinating the public? Are you first? What's aid? your responsibilities? I mean, Mm. Uh, all of the above. Um, when it comes to the public, we were making sure that a lot of people weren't messing with our characters, so you know, not hitting them, not getting in their faces, stuff like that. And then with our characters, we were making sure that they were scaring properly, so they weren't stalking, um, they weren't um, chasing after guests, um, you know, from one end of the zone to the other, because that can get a bit of excessive. Like yeah. if a guest is terrified, so we were making sure they weren't doing that, and then we would coordinate breaks as well. Chris, you got anything? Okay, I'll keep following up, but I want to. I feel like I asked three questions in a row. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Um, so, in the New York area, I mean, how how do you? I mean, in terms of that area particularly, it can be a bit of a um, you know a lot of clustering going on there oh, with people yes. trying to getting queues, and you know, how do you manage the scares? What what with the huge amount of people trying to get into the park? Um. So one example that a lot of people don't understand is usually we have a car in the middle of that scare zone. And that helps us actually regulate the flow of guests through that area. So you'll find a lot of times guests that are, you know, coming in from, say, um, over by Jimmy Fallon, coming in from that direction, they'll go to the right side of the car, whereas guests who are coming to us from the men in black direction will stick to the right side of the car on their side. So, yeah, so it's just a natural flow. Um, And we find that people, you know, of course, they're not going to stop and stare so much, except for, you know, last year we had like the mini show with the Dominion gang uh, where they would be up on top of the tower. So that would keep guests around our area. But for the most part, it was just a steady flow. It was never really something that we had to regulate because the guests just did it naturally. As a fan, what was, is there anything that was surprising to you coming into, I know you'd worked at Universal previously before this, and (laughs) and now you're no longer with them. So we can you know clear that up. Uh, (laughs) But was there any sort of surprises coming into the way, maybe the the way it's all structured for Horror Nights, or was it kind of as you expected it? it, it I mean, as a fan, it was kind of as I expected, because you know that behind the curtain they're doing it year-round, but it, it's kind of crazy to see it when you walk into a warehouse and you see everything being built. Um, so, like, we met up in the entertainment warehouses in the back when we were doing our rehearsals, and we would help bring out all of our props to the streets and it was just crazy seeing everything like laid out in front of you like just the blueprints and right. all the planning that goes into it it's absolutely astonishing what do you think they were looking for when you got hired for this gig what is it if someone's out there and i know there's a lot of people out here who become characters a lot of people who listen who are people like you who listen but also you know are part part of the event uh, what do you think they were looking for in that position? Cause you're obviously not there to be, you're there to kind of make sure things run smoothly. You're not there to be the, the yeah. guy scaring someone. I think for me, what helped me is that I'm very, very outgoing. Like I have no problem, you know, reaching out to a guest or to his character, um, and telling them what I think is going on or what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right. I'm very, very blunt. <laughs> I think that helped me. Um, and then <laughs> I also have been working for the company for, I was going on seven years at this point. So I had seen my fair share of how that company worked and what they were, you know, expecting um, and stuff like that. And, you know, previous I had had worked the attraction side for so long. So I'd been around guests forever. So I knew how to come at them from a guest perspective and like please the guests, but at the same time back up my characters. So I think that helped me as well. So what rides did you work before this? 
Um, I started at Revenge of the Mummy, um, was where I started my career. Um, and then I followed through, I was at Rocket. Um, and then, I mean, I would do rescuing, which is, you know, if they were short staffed, they would send me over right. and I did countless other rides through that. So you started at Mummy and you ended mm-hmm. right out front of Mummy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I moved a whole 20 feet. <laughs> so had you worked other Halloween Horror Nights is not just last year as well? No, uh, last year was my first time working for the event. I mean, I had worked, um, you know, at the ride, so I would see the attraction side of it. But last mm-hmm. year was my first time working um, for the event itself. So do you have any sort of like funny or interesting or sort of stories about, you know, park guests or scare actors or anything, you know, that happened? That was How many people did you have to oh, stop man. from punching? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every night. But I can tell you uh, one story in particular. I don't work there anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> um, we had I was standing out again in front of uh, Macy's, which is where the bus stop usually is. So we had mother out there. Um, and my characters knew that I would have zero problem confronting people if they were hit or something. And so I had one of our female characters come to me and say that a guest had grabbed her, which is not okay. (laughs) Um, so that guest, when I had talked to him, he shoved me and then ran off towards monsters cafe. I didn't take too kindly to that. So I had another, (laughs) I had another coordinator fill in for me real quick so I could go confront him. And, um, he had then, um, got into it with me and, uh, what I thought at the time was a guest. Um, and so he had started, uh, talking down to this other guest and then shoved him. Turns out that guest was an OPD officer. Nice. <laughs> so that guest was oh. removed. So that, that so. was fun. Yeah. I, I wanted you to send a gang of bikers with clubs to, uh, attack them because it's like, you had that, you had that available. You could have been like, uh-huh. well, your job has changed tonight. We're going out. <laughs> we're, go- we're going to take this guy out. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, did you guys hear about the baked potato incident? We did not. Please. Oh. Enlighten. Well, here we go. All right. So you know the uh, Twisted Taters carts that they had out there? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were at the uh, end by Starbucks, and so they had easy access to our uh, scare zone from there. Um, one group of kids, uh, they were probably you know late teenagers. They decided to grab a few of those baked potatoes, um, and they – I don't know how they got around you know, the employees there, but they grabbed baked potatoes, and they started throwing them at my characters. And then they started throwing them at the coordinators, and so our, one of the other coordinators got involved, and she actually hunted them down all night. It was her mission. To get them out. And, yep, and finally she got them, and um, I don't know if you guys know about the uh, Lego shirts that were made for the cast this year yeah, or last year. A lot of people have seen those yeah. online. We could, I'm sure we'll share one if not. Yeah. If you if you look closely, the baked potato actually made the shirt, so that was pretty amazing. <laughs> that's nuts, man. I think that's uh, that's something people want to hear. They want to hear those stories, and, and thankfully, people like you who wrapped up your career at Universal can come in and tell us these things because yes. we all assume it's happening, and we all, uh, you know, even when we've had unofficial guests, they hint at you know some people aren't there for the right reasons, which is insane to me. It's like you just dropped a hundred bucks. Uh, let's go throw some potatoes at people. But, you know, that Coke discount, I guess, uh, people uh, people who take that yep. liberty. Those cheap Publix tickets. Right, exactly. Well, you've seen this year's lineup of scare zones, I assume. Yes, I have. Any of the – I mean, are you? I know you're moving. You're leaving Orlando pretty much when this is released in a couple of days. You're gone. But are any of those that if you were to stay on for another year that really are – is attracting to you this year? Oh, trick or treat for sure. Yeah, I think that's the overwhelming that, – that's what I want. That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to the most. 
I'm a huge fan of that movie. Um, I actually saw it like maybe two years ago for the first time, and I love the story behind it. And so I had been waiting just like every other fan for it to finally come. And it's only in the form of a scare zone, but I yeah. think if done right, it would be way better than a house anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Are you going to get people to go to the event? Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to be coming down to uh, the last weekend so I can see the last Bill and Ted show as cool. well. I'll be there. As, as far as I know right now, I'll be there as well. We'll all be in awesome. <laughs> dealing with you that. You too and about – 15,000 other people want to see that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know some people. I will. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be on that list. Don't worry. Yeah. I think I, I have a feeling I'll be okay. I did have to say for those wondering, um, cause me and become buddies who aren't going to be able to go except for that last weekend. I'm going more, but won't be able to go. Like maybe we'll do an RIP tour and get that final showing, see if they'll reserve a spot. So they're like, Nope, not going to happen. Uh, so just to, you know, even if you book an RIP tour, you, you can go see a show that night. But not see the last show, so I wanted. Yeah, to I've had a, f- I had a few friends that were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be at the show too." Like, and their characters, and I was like, "What time are you getting out?" And they're like, "Oh, about an hour before the last show." I was like, "You're not seeing the last show." Yeah, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's 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 definitely an end of a giant era for a lot of us, and for all you guys who worked it. So. It should be fun, though. I'm looking forward to it, man. But I want to touch a little bit on, and I think good is is what your career is, and so people can keep following you outside of horror nights. Because we obviously, you know, I was trying to have Scott on today, but actually NXT is shooting tonight, so he is yeah. uh, unavailable right now, but just due to the shooting schedule. But you have moved from horror nights and from Universal Studios to another form of entertainment. Yes, that's correct. I'm uh, currently pursuing pro wrestling. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. And I've seen just some clips and you may have the most devastatingly brutal finisher <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I showed it to my friend uh, who is who is one of my producing partners. He actually wrote the music for Scare Zone. I was like, you got to see this. And he just his whole media reaction was like, oh, it was, uh, so I think you, you think you got something going on. But you have a show coming up, don't you? Uh, yes, sir. I'll be wrestling uh, this Sunday, August 27th. All right. We'll get this show up today. So August. So if you're in the area and it's going to be in Tampa. Is that right? Uh, Tampa, yeah. We do it at the uh, Big Top Convention Center. It's Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, and we're doing our show Future Shock. All right. So if you're in the area, go see Tony. It's is This is your debut. Is this your day second match? Third match? No, the, the first match that you saw the clip of, yeah. it was actually a dark match. Right. So, so this is your I first... haven't debuted yet. This is my debut. This is your debut. So go support him. If I could be there, I would be there. Um, but, man, it's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled for you. Can people follow you and your new adventures into pro wrestling is there a way to do oh for sure yeah i'm on instagram uh you can follow me at tony lewis uh underscore m8 um so and then i'm all over social media whether it be snapchat under the same uh you know at symbol so just follow me that and follow him and it's a yeah (laughs) we'll make sure it's l-e-w-i-s yes and we'll tag that also in the show notes for this week so you can follow tony and everything that he's got going on because it's pretty cool you want to support the horror nights community with their next projects and we appreciate everybody that does chris you got any final uh questions or thoughts Uh uh, i I think you should tell everyone the um uh thing you were telling me about scott when he was recognized Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can talk about that. I don't know if you have any questions for Tony. Yeah, Scott uh, sent me a message just when he wanted to be on today. He's like, I'm at uh, at Wawa, and a guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey. And he's like, I'm expecting the normal. Like, are you Scotty too hottie? And he's like, they're like, are you on the Scare Zone podcast? And I was like, you know? <laughs> I was like, that is our audience. They are hardcore. So uh, awesome. And a lot of hardcore wrestling fans. You know, it, it, and, and I know a lot of the people who, who work at Horror Nights who are, we're friendly with are also hardcore wrestling fans. So exciting to see. Uh, it's a natural progression for you, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how it all happened. Like, I just had an epiphany one day, woke up the next day, put in my two weeks at Universal, and said, I'm young, so I got to do it now. And I uh, met Jay Lethal, who is my trainer, and he took me under his wing at his uh, school here in Tampa. That's awesome. And uh, five months later, I'm debuting, which is amazing. That's awesome. Wow. I'll see Jay on Saturday night. I'll be at Ring of Honor. So it'll be like, you know, awesome. I'll be in Atlanta. You'll be there. It'll be a beautiful moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so make sure that. Does it hurt as bad as it looks? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, I figured, <laughs> I figured. Yeah, that's the one thing I could say is that I, I've seen your training stuff, man. It does not look. Uh, it does not look yeah, easy. Th- the one thing I learned is that you cannot fake gravity, and uh, it's 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 one big dance, but uh, it's it's a it's a really good time, and it's a very like the camaraderie between me and the other wrestlers is absolutely amazing, and they brought me in and made me part of their family real quick, and I couldn't thank them enough for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for jumping on here and talking to us. I know people are always curious to peek behind the scenes of even those kind of roles. You know, we've had characters on, but have someone have like like uh, like Chris said, one of those uh, t-shirt wearing uh, glow stick guys on. I think helps <laughs> us. I think helps people hey. also also respect that role. I think that's something that's interesting when people walk through now to notice those people and. Uh, you know, to to not only respect what they're doing, which is to make sure everyone is safe and secure, and make sure the proper scares are happening, but also just uh, to appreciate what you guys do and what every little role within this industry does. When I've talked to Universal before, I've told them like I want people on from marketing, I want people on from food, <laughs> like I want people from every walk yeah. of life that are part of this event because it takes so many amount of people that you don't necessarily pay attention to that are made to be kind of blending in the background uh, oh, to do such amazing work like you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank you, Tony. Appreciate Tony, it. Tony, oh, well, you guys have WWE champion. You'll be coming back on Scare Zone, right? Uh, oh, for sure. You'll be the yeah. first guys I call. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We'll call like, your parents and then Jay and then like you call us after that. Uh, that sounds good. Okay. That's well, fair. I'm like okay with being like number three, so it's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right. You guys have a good one. Thank you. Cheers, Tony. Thanks, Tony, for coming on. Halloween Horror Nights show. That's not even our title, Chris. Thanks for coming on Scares on Halloween Horror Nights podcast. See, I got it on the brain, man. We're so close. Um, and, and I got to have one flub at least per episode. That's the rule. I, it's it's in my contract. Uh, <laughs> it's usually the ending. It's usually the thing I say the most. I mess up. So this week I didn't. I had to mess up there coming back from that flawless transition. Uh, one thing, though, that came out right before we recorded this, Chris, I don't know if you had time to see it, which was the new commercial. The TV commercial is out. Um that was directed yeah. by Eli Roth. Mm, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's quite amazing, really. It, I mean, literally was breaking as we started recording, wasn't it? So it um, he's done quite a an interesting commercial kind of tying in the three main IPs, hasn't he? Yeah, I dig it. I like it a lot. You know, it's a, not a you know. My wife saw it and and said like, "Yeah, this isn't very scary," but I like it, and I think that's kind of why it kind of tied into what you said last year, which was that when we lose Bill and Ted, are we going to start losing the party? And I feel like this very much, you know, sent, you know, almost like put into the branding. Yes, this is a giant Halloween party that you're coming yeah. to, and I love that. Yeah, well, he he has said on record numerous times that he was a fan of this event long before he ever got involved with it, or indeed in the industry. So what he's done, supposedly, and there is an extended version of this trailer coming out, either it's out now or it's coming out soon, but woven in throughout the whole trailer are references to all of the houses in Halloween Horror Nights this year. That's awesome. This year or in general? So you've got to... 
<laughs> no, this year, this year. So you've got to you've got to watch it really carefully. There is references to everything in there, and this was something that references both coasts. So we do have some, um, right? We have some Hollywood love in it as well. Yeah, so it's mostly um, The Shining, Saw, and uh, American Horror Story. So they're the three big properties that are being shared uh, between the two coasts. There is a potential fourth house, but it hasn't been announced yet, though. Yeah, oddly enough, still pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, being three weeks out, if you had IP, and I understand the originals, they'll drop those. I feel like just like they dropped the Scare Zones, uh, probably by the time you're hearing this. Um, but I feel like if you're going to have an IP house, unless it's just... Something that, again, like you've said, is caught up in some sort of legal mess. Why wouldn't we know yet? Yeah. It, it, the thing is with IPs is there's a lot of people that need to have a say in these things. And, you know, if you're doing a house that potentially has other IPs within the house, then you've got a lot of people that need it. If you have a house that has a house that's in a house, <laughs> if you yeah. get what we're saying, then maybe <laughs> – there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. that, oh man, I hope not. I like the concept of that house, but I don't. It, it's not that close to home, so if not, oh well. Uh, go watch that Eli Roth though, ad guys. If you haven't, I think you'll be very pleased. Um, I think it's one of the better TV commercials in a long time. Kind of evokes some more of the feeling, um, like the ones from previous. Like we've had the guests on, or the director of those ads. Um, it gives you a little bit more of that emotion. It kind of ties it all in a little bit more than just last year's, which was kind of quick cuts of different things in a brief moment with Chance. Um, and it's less CG. It feels more real. I don't know. It just feels like – I mean, again, you got a great director. you got Eli Roth, who is a legendary horror director now, um, who you, you couldn't pick a better person to kind of be someone out there representing Horror Nights. And if you don't know him, go look at his IMDb. You'll know, you know from – Back in the day from Cabin Fever and Hostel. And, I mean, he's also in a bunch of movies too. He's always always popping in and doing roles in films. Um, but yeah, just a, a great horror creator and also hardcore fan uh, is Eli Roth. I think he'd be involved in Crypt TV. Uh, just a just, I love this. I think this is cool. I hope it gets the, uh, the press it deserves. To show you the detail he went to, he's even got not just elements of the carpet from the shining but some of those giant rugs from the hall in the the main like the main entrance yeah. lobby area of the hotel he's even got some of those in that trade if you watch it carefully i will take a look more and watch it i've only watched it on my phone so far but i like that about him because he is such a hardcore horror fan it's kind of like the dream of being like you want to play in some of your favorite uh you know ips you want to go have some fun in their own universe and build your own thing with these characters uh that's pretty neat so all power to eli and i'm a. Uh, I'm excited that he came on and did this for Horror Nights this year. Again, I feel like it's only three weeks away. We could have had this ad running for a little bit longer. But um, it is cool nonetheless. I saw the Horror Nights page tweet about the commercial that they were going to get one. And I was like, they they hyped it a little bit. You know, I was like, that's interesting. They're like, you're going to love it. It's like, all right, what are you going to deliver for us? And I feel like <laughs> they delivered pretty strong. Yeah, this is, as you said, it's definitely one of the best commercials they've done for a long time. Yeah, I don't know if it again evokes the sort of genuine scare factor like previous years have, but I kind of dig that. I dig the Halloween party idea. Uh, so go take a look at that. That's obviously all over. I'll share it on our Insta- our, our social medias, at Twitter at uh, SZ Podcast, and I'll uh, I'll make sure to retweet it now. But you'll you'll find it if you, if you're a Horror Nights fan. If you're listening to this, you can find it. Uh, we're way harder to find than anything else. But Chris, 
as we wrap up, anything else that has come out? I mean, that's a lot. I feel like a breath of fresh air has come upon ScareZone. Yeah, no, I think we've uh, I think we've covered everything. I think uh, we've had so much news, and I think we got through it. <laughs> I feel great about that. I feel great about the future, what we got. We're going to come back to you guys weekly now, if not more, as things are announced, as hype goes on. I am still not locked in my dates for Halloween Horror Nights. People are asking me, when are you coming? Um, I don't know yet. Uh, my kid's in school now, and, and schedules change. i got to see how he's doing, and got fall break, and I got I want to come down for the last Bill and Ted, but I'm going to go down to the early show. You know, I don't know. So I'm going to try to get down early, then maybe hit up towards the end, but we'll see. All right, well, if that's going to do it, that's going to do it for me. If you guys want ScareZone t-shirts to wear at Horror Nights, we've got a lot of new options up. The Bill and Ted uh, shirt that just uh, has a cool image of them. It says, we're history. It's available right now. We sold a bunch of those last week. This is kind of uh, not last call for t-shirts before the beginning of the event, but if you want to guarantee you have one for opening night, I'd say go ahead and order them. You can get our logo tees. You can get some fun uh, graphic designs uh, that Shelby Dunham did. Uh, you can get some awesome stuff. There's just a lot of options over on scarezone.com. Just click shop or directly, if you don't like that, go to represent.com slash store slash shop. Or no, rep- I see I already messed up. Represent.com slash store slash scarezone. And you'll find all of our shirts there. Uh, go pick one up, wear one to the event, take your picture, send it to us. We always retweet and promote anyone who does that. We appreciate everyone who does. And, Chris, this is probably – that's not last call for the books. They can get books anytime. But if you want to be fully prepped, you got to start You got to start reading. You, you, you literally – you've only got a few weeks. You've got to get reading. And also, I got a, an email today from my um, publisher. It, it seems that my 2006 book uh, – a 2016 book is also selling Good. really well. It's like, well – the 2017 one is the updated version of the 2016. I'm just throwing that out there for people. Yeah, well, yeah. Make if you sure. want to buy both, that's that's fine. That's fine. Get the one uh, with the really cool artwork that uh, we've promoted on our website, promoted everywhere. Get the 2017 version. It's better. It's not better. Well, it's not to say better. It's newer. It's better. It is better. It's oh, that's more content. There's a, lot, there's a lot more in it as well. Yeah, a it's a better. It is a better book. Yeah, I'm just going to say. I didn't want to say like your last book was not as good as this book, but this it's a better book. It's available now. Get it. I have I have three editions of this book now. So. Um, my bathroom wall is filling up with, uh, with horror. No, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what your books, Bart Scott's books are there. Uh, I got everybody's, uh, that's, that's, that's just the appropriate place. Uh, that's where I could put books that have, you know, terrifying imagery on the cover where the kids probably won't get to them. So, uh, yeah, you, you've made, you've made the bathroom, uh, shelf. So congratulations. That's that's generally where us guys need a good read, or yeah. if you're inclined and you're a bit bunged up, need a good scare. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you want to read a terrifying uh, story? It's a good time to uh, to do it. So, all right, man. Well, we'll be back very soon with more on Scare Zone. Thanks again to Tony Lewis for popping on here. If you're in the Tampa area, go see him. Go see him wrestle. Wear your Scare Zone gear out there. Tell him we said hello, and make sure uh, you follow him on all his social medias. Follow us. Follow Chris. Follow me, Logan Seculo. All our other shows. Chris, you got some other podcasts that you're on as well. I have. Yeah, I do this little podcast called Diz After Dark, which uh, is also part of uh, Universal After Dark, and we talk about Disney and Universal and other random rubbish and for some reason people like listening to it it's we were fun. i wouldn't say top of the itunes charts but we were beating a certain www uh, you know wdw show the other day i'm not just throwing that out there yeah that may be um, an analytical error but whatever uh <laughs> you can find us though uh, if you want to talk disney i do a show called wdw today each and every 
week. And you can also find me on BLT Lunch Break, which is a general comedy talk show. We do talk a lot more theme parks on this week, our 30th episode. Uh, so you can take a look at that. That's a BLT Lunch Break. Dot com, or you can just find it on iTunes. And uh, man, I want to make sure we got those plugs in because we got some brand new listeners, I'm sure, because Horror Nights is such around the corner. But until next time, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's. <laughs>